Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week on the show, I got to sit down once again with Justin Moore, whose song You, Me, and Whiskey with Priscilla Block is headed back towards the top of the chart. We got to talk all about how this will be special for him because it would be his 12th number one, but it would be Priscilla's first. So we got to chat all about that. We also talked about songs that Justin Moore has passed on. You actually won't believe who cut a song that Justin Moore had on hold for like a year. (laughs) And then it became a big old hit. We also talked about the craziest thing that's ever happened to him while he was on stage. And of all the things he could have said, I did not expect him to say what he did. (laughs) Please enjoy my conversation with Justin Moore. Hello, sir. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You're on the bus. Where are you guys at? We are in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, nice. How cold is it there today? I don't know. I have not been outside, to be honest with you. I, <laughs> I, uh, I know we're playing outside tonight, so I hope it's not too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So you got a sweatshirt on. Well, it's certainly good to see you again. Um, how are Kate? How are the kids doing? Yeah, good to see you as well. They're great. They're doing really good. You know, they're out at the school right now for summertime and, you know, still having some stuff to do. My oldest daughter now plays junior high ball and for school. And so we're usually at our place at the beach all summer. And um, because of her schedule and having to, or not having the opportunity to be able to miss some, some things with basketball and this and that, we've been messing with her, telling her, you just ruined all our beach time uh, for the <laughs> summer. But, but no, they're good. They're, uh, we're going to go down there in a couple of weeks, but uh, all is well. That's fun. I have a lot of friends who are in the thick of that right now with kids and sports. And I always say to my fiance, I'm like, I don't want to rob our children of getting to play sports, but I kind of hope they don't want to play sports. <laughs> so we're not running around all summer. So like ours are, um, we're a big sports family, but ours are, you know, I coach all four of ours in multiple sports and I love it, but it's exhausting at the same time. And uh, we're, we're lucky that we have some help around. My parents are close. And so we usually have to divide and conquer. I take one here and one of them takes one here. Kate goes over here with it. Inevitably, they all wind up doing stuff at the same time. You know? Right. It was in swim lessons, golf, sports, yeah. basketball, all the different things. I saw um, how did Ella's run for the National Junior Beta Secretary go? Yes. Yeah, so she won state. Uh, so she's, How exciting. The state, she's the state secretary for uh, Arkansas. So she wanted to go compete in nationals and it's intimidating. I mean, I think she spoke in front of 
eight, 10,000 people had to give a speech. And so I was proud of her. She did not win, but she, she did a really good job. And I think it's something that, you know, she'll be able to pull from, from that experience for years to come. You know, I, I don't even like getting up and speaking in front of people. I, I don't mind singing, but that's a tough, intimidating thing, even for adults. And I was proud of her. She's really shy and reserved. So we were like, you want to do what? Okay. So I thought it was good that she pushed herself outside of her comfort zone and, yeah. you know, I had, had a chance to meet a lot of uh, people that I'm sure she'll remain friends with. And so it was, it was good. That's amazing. She definitely won for best campaign slogan. The was do more, be more, <laughs> vote more. I was cracking yeah. up. I was like, this is so good. <laughs> yeah. It, it got us through state, but it, it didn't, it didn't uh, have the same zip, I guess, in national, but you know, we, they go to a really small school. I think we had like six kids. It was held in Louisville. So we had like six or eight kids from from our school. And all these other schools are bussing in, you know, thousand kids. Apiece. Yeah. So I told her, I'm like, I mean, we're up against it here. You know, it's tough when you're talking voting and all that kind of stuff. But it was still a great experience. That's awesome. Good for her. And then you, really exciting right now, creeping up on this 12th number one. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I, I'm glad the song's done so well, and especially, you know, getting to know Priscilla over the last couple of years and really, really well over the last year or so and becoming friends with her and her camp. And, you know, when you ask somebody to be a part of something, uh, you, you hope it succeeds instead of... <laughs> brings them down a little bit so she she did a great job and we've done a, a number of tour dates together over the past you know six eight months or whatever and really excited about it hopefully it'll it'll be number 12 for for me and her first i was gonna uh, say what a cool know, thing to be a part of know. with her yeah that would be really cool I, I, I want it more for her than myself you know to get to experience that would be neat that's awesome. Well, we have you on the show this week. I wanted to talk about the single, obviously, but I also want to revisit some of the songs in your catalog, starting with <laughs> Small Town USA, which is coming up on 15 years next year since you released wow. that song. What do you remember right about like finding out that that song had reached the top of the charts? Like, do you remember where you were when you got that news or like what life was like at that point? Ironically, and I'm not making this up, I was in Green Bay when it went number one. I was on stage in Green Bay, which is where we are right now. That's so wild. Uh, so that's that's wild. Yeah, we were playing a, at the time. We were playing a, a club right here, really close to where we are, actually. And you know, it becomes official at midnight. I think on Sunday at midnight. You know, and we knew you know we were going to get it, and we happened to be on stage, so we stopped the show and took shots and did the whole thing. And then the next morning. I was already booked to sing the national anthem at the Packers game at Lambeau Field, which was just right across the way. And needless to say, we had a few adult beverages that night, and uh, we're all pretty much hurting that morning. And I told my record label guy that was with me at the time, we're walking into the stadium. He's going, so how many times you done the anthem? I go, uh, this will be the first time. <gasps> he goes, you've never done it like at a high school game or anything? I go, nope. And it, so he starts freaking out. It didn't bother me. So singing don't don't really. I, I'm you know how laid back I am. I'm yeah. like whatever. And so I said, just take me to the bar inside, give me a shot of whiskey, and I'll be fine. So went and did it. It went well, and 
But that's what I always think about when somebody asks me about Small Town USA is that that whole sequence. That's so funny. I feel like that's probably one of those instances where being hungover was actually helpful. Like you're so just beat probably. up that you're like, I just couldn't be nervous right now if I wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. And then moving down the list, uh, your second number one, if heaven wasn't so far away, I didn't know until recently that this was actually a cover of a Red Aiken song. So talk about the decision to cut that and put it out. Yeah, Rhett was, um, I think he was on RCA about maybe a year or two prior to me cutting that song, a couple years, something like that. Uh, this is probably, I don't know, 05, something in that range, 06. And they never released, I don't think they released the album. I know they didn't release that song as a single or anything. And a buddy of mine and Rhett's, a couple of our buddies wrote that song. And we had the, my second album, I, if, if I remember correctly, we had my second album pretty much done, but we didn't really have a slam dunk single. We didn't think as far as the first single. And, you know, we kind of felt like we needed one because Small Town went number one and then Backwoods was next. It was a top five. Uh, so it was a big hit for us. And then I, I think our next one, it's called How I Got to Be This Way. It went to like 15, 14, something like that. And so we thought, let's try to find something. And I don't know how we found it or how it got to me. I Probably my producer. And I heard it and I go, I cannot believe nobody's put this song out. Like, it just is it's so obvious to me. Yeah. And at the time, the song was 10 years old. How, crazy. how has no one cut this? I mean, Rhett had cut it. but it Yeah, I didn't make out. it. I'm like, what in the world? Am I just crazy? Or, <laughs> I mean. Trying to stumble upon like a real nice gem. Yeah. So, so we put it out and it was obviously huge for us. And I'll never forget. I saw Luke Bryan, who I was really good for. I still am really good friends with him. But we had become friends at that point, even before Either of us had a record deal, and we're walking around CRS. You know how you just run into everybody constantly, and, and he goes, I'm not happy with you right now. I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> uh, and we had just toured together right before that, a year or so before that. He goes, Dallas, one of the songwriters, a mutual friend of ours, has been telling me to cut this song for years. I'm like, yeah, you dumbass. What are you doing? Like, how did you miss that? And, it, you know, it had become a big hit at that point. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, so I think <laughs> as as artists, we all have those on both sides. You know, I've not decided to cut songs and then right away so-and-so makes it a big hit. And I'm going. When was the last time that happened? The last time that happened? To the best of my recollection, um, I had drinking class on hold for a long mm. time, uh, which Lee uh, yeah. Cut. So I had it on hold for like a year and it was between, this was the third album, actually, if I'm not mistaken, or third or fourth. And, and it was between that song and another song. And I thought they were really similar. And I picked the other song and not even an hour after we take it off hold, I hear that Lee's cutting it. And I'm like, that's not a good sign. No. You know? <laughs> I'm like, dad, gum it. And, um, <laughs> And so it obviously it was a big hit for him. And I'm, you know, it sounds artsy fartsy, but I, I kind of am of the belief that it's on the land where they're supposed to. And, and like I said, we all have 
we all have the stories as artists of being on the the right end and the wrong end of, of that whole deal. So it's kind of funny to to remember that and kind of pick at each other over that. Right. And no, I totally agree with you. I feel like the songs always find the right place, but now I am hearing a version of you singing drinking class in my head. And I know that would have been great too. <laughs> I know, I, I, it, you know, it blew up and I'm going, oh my gosh, my wife loved that song when I had the demo and she's like, I told you, I told you, like, <laughs> she's like, you need to listen to me stuff. Uh, yeah, always, so I, I always listen to me. Yeah, I pretty much have ever since then. Another one of my, my personal favorite from your catalog <laughs> is Till My Last Day. What's the story behind oh, that song? You. Yeah, we were trying to write a, like an eighth notey kind of thing, which Obviously, that's what we did. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the first love song that I ever put out. I believe that's correct. And I was a little reluctant to do it because I I didn't know because we had done the, the redneck anthem kind of stuff. And the heaven was obviously what it was. And we just hadn't done a love song. And so I didn't know at that point if people wanted to hear that from me. And, you know, I'm not sappy or anything. And, and so we put it out and I thank God I found out I was, I was wrong. They, they did. And to this day, I hope I don't jinx the current single by saying this, but I don't believe that we've ever put a love song out that has not gone number one in my career. It's a good I, sign. If I'm not mistaken. So I guess I should maybe do that a little more often. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. You're onto something there. You also helps. You've got yeah. a great muse, your wife, Kate. So that, that definitely yeah. helps. Yeah, exactly. Another one of the songs I wanted to ask you about, because I know this is always such a beautiful moment when you play it live, is the ones that didn't make it back home. Yeah, um, that was a special record. You know, I, I feel like uh, anytime you have songs that people come up and tell you, you know, it got me through a tough time or, you know, it save my life or you know, what a, you know whatever yeah. that conversation is at the grocery store or, and meet and greets and that kind of stuff and i've I heard a lot about that that kind of stuff and those types of stories with heaven and you know a lot of military families and that kind of stuff specifically mm -hmm. and and certainly the same is the case for uh, the ones that didn't make it back home and you know, I feel like, you know, you're lucky to have one of those type of songs that are life-changing songs for some people for whatever reason, that they relate whatever they're going through to your music. And to have two of those is really, really special and kind of mind-blowing. And, you know, I'm honored that people feel comfortable enough to share mm -hmm. really personal stories. And, you know, those are the moments, too, where you go, you know, I'm exhausted or I want to go home and see my kids. I ain't been home in a week, whatever, where you go, man, this is bigger than just getting to go play a show. And it, it really speaks to the power of not only music, but specifically country music and the, sure. the reach that it, that, that it has. So. It is. And such a beautiful song. And I know we got to wrap up here soon. My last question I want to ask you, you're out on the road right now. What is the craziest thing that's ever happened while you're performing on stage? ever happen um, or just a good one that comes to mind yeah, <laughs> i'm sure this crazy stuff question. happens all the time yeah we've we've had a couple of stabbings what? on stage yeah one of them was at the wild horse while we're getting shanked playing, at justin moore shows somebody got stabbed i'm like at the wild horse <laughs> oh my god i mean i could understand if we're in some sketchy area but golly that was always a good one i'm I know I, I remember doing a show and I used to be nutty, you know, when I had a little more spunk, uh, 
you know, when we first started touring, I used to kind of get on the crowd if I didn't think that they were as good as I wanted them to be, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, we played this fair somewhere. I don't even remember where. I think it was in the Midwest. And I'm for some reason, I guess I told everybody to stand up in their chairs. I, I, allegedly, I don't even remember this. And so long story short, all the chairs are broken at the end of the show. And, and my manager gets a pretty heated phone call the next couple, two or three days. And they're trying to make me pay for all the chairs. And I, I don't know. It, that was a wild one. That was <laughs> 15, 16 years ago now. But, you only have to learn um, that lesson once. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, Whoopsies. Okay. <laughs> maybe I should tame it down just a hair. You know, I just had the adrenaline going through me, and I want everybody to get up, party, yeah. and dance. And, uh, you know, but now I'm a, I've George straighted myself a little more these days. I I don't have the energy to run around like I used to. You guys want to sit down? I'll sit down too, and we'll. Just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, Justin, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on the single doing so well. It was really great to see and catch up. Thank you. Great catching up. We appreciate your time. See you later. Bye bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.